Getting split Getting ready. split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Welcome to Getting Split Ready, Chicago's premier divorce podcast. With us tonight, fantastic panel again, Laura Barr from Embark Collaborations, Angeline Schuler from New Vista Behavioral Health, Linda LeBlanc from LeBlanc and Mulholland, and Olga Stambler from Hearst, Robin, and McKay. Tonight's show is brought to you by the Oasis Experience, founded by Lindo, Linda Lucatardo. In 1999, the Oasis Experience has been a premier divorce support an education provider in the Chicagoland area for over 20 years. Check out their website at oasisexperience.com. So, Olga, I was really excited about this because we've actually been talking about all these different ways to deal with, you know, different, like, is divorce getting more common and kids and all that? But there's a lot of different kinds of divorce. And I hear the term alternative dispute resolution thrown a lot. Yes. Talk a little bit about that if you could. So everybody knows the traditional, you go, you file a petition in court, and then there's a judge that kind of looks over your shoulder, the attorneys go check in, tell tell the judge how it's going, how they're exchanging financial records or what's going on with the kids, and the judge kind of runs the show. Um, And that's kind of what everybody's familiar with, but there are alternatives to that. And there are two, um, mediation, um, and I am a Cook County approved mediator, and collaborative uh, divorce, which is now an actual law in Illinois, the Collaborative Practice yeah, Act. Yeah, I saw that on the site, part of the collaborative And we have a day, yes. don't we? We have a yeah. day, like, I think it's October 26th, is Collaborative Practice Day or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. October 26th? I think so, yeah. I do I have, to, do just... I have to get you guys gifts because you're CLI fellow? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, you do. Oh, yeah. you they need to be expensive, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, and I am a fellow of CLII. So, um, mediation almost always is voluntary. In Cook County, a judge um, will order parents to go to mediation to resolve parenting issues. But when you want to choose mediation as your whole divorce process, that is voluntary, as well as collaborative process, that's voluntary. So um, some couples might say, I don't want to file anything in court. I don't want a judge looking over our shoulder. We want to have more autonomy and be more empowered to resolve our issues ourselves and look at our unique family circumstances and keep that acrimony that can happen when you're litigating and the stress of that and the cost of that down. So one way to do it, mediation, um, there's one neutral person, the mediator, um, and contrary to popular belief, that mediator cannot impose a result. The mediator is there to really help the parties flush out issues. They're there to facilitate conversations. They're there to really help the parties think through what are their goals, needs, priorities, concerns, and help them be in a room where they can hear each other because there's a neutral person there that kind of can referee the conversation so they can't scream over each other. So so they have a greater ability to hear each other generally. Hopefully, that's the goal. Um, the mediator can't give legal advice. Um, they're they're really a facilitator. So I would encourage couples that are considering this to still well, consider. What they do is binding, though, right? No, it is not. Okay. No, um, it, that it, it's not arbitration, which is binding. Okay. Mediation is again completely voluntary. So any 
agreements are voluntary. A, a mediator cannot bind anybody to anything. They're just a facilitator. But once they sign it and file That's it with the court, I think is what he's decree. asking. Right. So if you actually reach an agreement, at some point, an attorney will have to get involved because a mediator cannot file a petition for dissolution of marriage in court to actually get a court date to come and enter an agreement because until it is stamped by a judge after approval, it's not really a final divorce judgment. So a mediator can help you reach your resolutions, but then an attorney would have to actually draft a proper document that would be entered as a final divorce judgment in court. So it's not binding. That's when it's binding. So until that happens, it's not really binding because anything that happens in mediation is 100% confidential. Mm -hmm. So you can't go to court and say, oh, well, he promised this and she promised that in mediation. So now, judge, make them comply, make them keep their word. You can't bring anything into court that happened in mediation. Got it. Now, collaborative is it is a different model. Um, it involves two attorneys it that appeals are appeals to my optimism. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it involves two attorneys that are collaboratively trained, but it's a team approach. It's kind of a more it takes a village right, concept. So you're a fellow too, right? Yes. And so the team would include a financial person and a mental health professional that serves as a coach so it's kind of the concept of it takes a village to really help a family separate in a respectful and um systematic way that keeps the acrimony down but it also really helps address each of the issues that come into divorce because divorce is much more complex than just the law Right. So you've got kids, um, you've got a lot of emotions, you've got, you know, money issues. So when you have somebody that is a mental health professional that can serve as a coach, we also have mental health professionals that serve as child specialists that can meet with the kids and be the voice of the children and, and, and help the parents understand the children's issues and what their roles are and address the co-parenting. Um, it makes it a much more um cohesive process that all of these components are addressed and it's all outside of the court and very tailored to that family did you look at you had something to say so a lot of the, a lot an objection that i hear frequently when i talk to people about these options is oh collaborative sounds ridiculously expensive how many say. people are we paying um and it, it it isn't necessarily the cheapest way to end your marriage um, but at the same time, we're, we're working on getting some statistics together to figure that out. But what we're not going to end up with is a session where you've got somebody who is so angry that they're going to spend $100,000 fighting over a $30,000 piece of furniture. Oh, absolutely. And here, also to I address... Well, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, to address the cost issue... First of all, the most expensive part of divorce is a trial. Mm -hmm. Trials are can be in into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's okay? also the most expensive part emotionally. If you go to trial, it is going to be the hardest absolutely. emotional process as well. And the worst for the children. The children are, are by far the most heavily hit casualties if there's a full-blown trial. Um, but if if you are in court and there's a trial, you're gonna and there's kids issues, you're gonna be paying for an expert. You're gonna be paying for a child rep or a GAL or a custody evaluator. You know, a psychiatrist is doing a full blown custody evaluation that can be ten plus thousand dollars. So when you're talking about having a collaborative team with a mental health professional that's a child specialist, that's a drop in the bucket to what 
the litigation version of that, a, a custody evaluator, would cost. If you have complex financial matters and you're litigating it, you're still doing business uh, valuations. You're still having financial experts. So you're still paying for other people. And those people cost a lot more sure. in sure. a litigation setting. And you're generally paying for two instead of just one. Right. Yeah. But now here's my question. I think a lot of times when when I talk to people, they think litigation, mediation, collaborative, and they're very siloed. Is there a hybridized approach? Can somebody say, we're not quite fully collaborative, we're a little bit more than mediation? How can they take the best of all worlds to come up with the best solution? Absolutely. So um, where I practice, um, you know, I did the collaborative training when I was young and naive, and then I realized that Lake County was never going to get on board with it. Um, and the reason I will borrow a little optimism from Doug at this point, and I'm hoping that eventually Lake County will follow. It's been 12 years; no, it ain't happening. I know. No, everything flows well, from you Cook know, maybe County to like Lake 50, County eventually. Yeah. Um, well, Lake County decided that they were going to impo- impose local rules that are cooperative rules, and it basically is rules that say we have to be nice to each other, and we have to try to work things out with the other attorney or the other party before we file something with the court, except for initial pleadings, um, and so like. That's like, okay, I don't have to work it out with you before I file for divorce, but, you know, some of us still try to. And so a lot of times in my practice, I will get somebody who calls me and says, I want a lawyer because I want to know what's going on and I want it, I want advice. So I don't necessarily like maybe, maybe we go to mediation, maybe we don't, um, but I need to know what my rights are. And a lot of times I'll call the other party and say, okay, here's what's going on. Are you willing to come in and meet with me? And we'll do a settlement conference and we'll talk. And I always explain to my clients, look, I'm, it's, you know, I'm going to get more bees with honey. I'm going to be as nice as I can be. And a lot of times I've had the other party then, you know, call me later for something else. And it's like, well, no, I can't because there's a conflict. I can't represent you. But just because you're not, in a collaborative divorce or you're not going through mediation doesn't mean that you can't work together. And we've done an episode previously That's on finding the right lawyer to fit what you want, right? Like all lawyers are not created equally. Don't just go with the one that your sister-in-law's best friend used for her divorce. Yes. Know what you want for your end result and then find the proper professionals and it may be the proper attorney, but it may be a financial coach, it may be a mental health person to get you to that end point. Yeah. Right, and so, um, and to that point, so collaborative, one of the reasons, and I, in Cook County, it is, I've seen it work quite well, and mm-hmm. it's it's very well, a well accepted practice in, in Illinois, certainly in the Chicagoland area. And one of the reasons that I've seen it to be, you know, as successful as I've seen it, is that it is very organic and involving, but it has a core, and that core, which is different than mediation cooperative, is that you can file a divorce case and still go to mediation. You can file a divorce case and be cooperative, which is, you know, you just try to be nice and work together. Little C. Yeah, little C. And collaborative is a defined specific model where there is a lot more buy-in. The people all commit to not going to court, and if they go to court, the whole team goes away, okay? And that, but what the team is and how the process works is very specific to that family. So there doesn't have to be a financial neutral. There doesn't have to be a coach. Everybody comes together and discusses what is best for this family. Who are the professionals that are best suited to really help this family achieve their specific goals of how they want to separate into two families and prioritize their children? Hopefully that's a priority. And then we figure it out. And 
Not only that, we figure out how they work with the team. Many times, the lawyers are not in the room. The parent, the parties are just meeting with the financial person, or the par- or the parents are just meeting with the parenting person. And I need to stress that, except the lawyers, everybody's neutral. The parents both hired the coach. The parents both interviewed and hired the financial person or the child rep. So the parents both buy into this person. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't have a horse in the race. And it's much cheaper just to meet with that one person who ha- whose hourly rate is less than both of the lawyers. Mm-hmm. So it can be much more cost effective. And they've got that commitment and that buy-in. And that's why, because it's a very specific model with a specific commitment, it is a different result. And it is a different process than lower C cooperative or mediation. But you got to know about all of them. No, and yeah. I absolutely wish that we would... Jog, you know, jump on the collaborative train. So we have a but, lawyer, yeah. we have a financial, we, we have a mental health. We yes. just need like one more lawyer you and change we can do it. <laughs> and that's the problem is that if, when you find that other lawyer, then, because we did, we had a list of like four that were trained in Lake County. And so we're like, oh, you can go to one of these other three lawyers. Um, and it just, we didn't get enough buy-in from the attorneys. And that's really what's going to drive it. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the people wanting it. It's the lawyers doing the buy-in and are willing to give up the control of letting their clients go and meet with the financial planner by themselves. You've been, I love it. I've been so you have something to say, Angeline. Well, and the workaround that I've been able to do is when I'm working with people for co-parenting and for parenting issues particularly, um, I can get them to come to agreements. And then a lot of the attorneys are very open to me saying, like, hey, in co-parenting counseling, the parties came to these agreements, which are subject to your review and approval. And then I explained to them, like, nothing's actually, like, binding until it's signed by the judge. And so it's it's nice that I, I am able to work with the attorneys in that way. And even attorneys that are somewhat difficult and are known She's being for, nice. Um, creating high bills um, are still very open to that. And I think well, that I've been, that's I've, I've awesome. actually... Ever since getting involved in the divorce industry, I've been amazed at the the misidentification of the vast majority of people who, are, who work with divorce. And the real everyone's a good guys. They're really trying to make make good solutions for people to get a new start, as opposed to it's Halloween, right? I could say vampiric, like you know, parasites trying to squeeze money out of people. Yeah. It's not not the truth. And it's when we talk about things like collaborative and mediation and aid and uh, alternative dispute resolution, that I see that. But uh, do you have a question? Yeah, if I could add in, it, it took Angeline a long time to gain the trust of the legal community so that lawyers were trusting that her agreements were were not oh, being really bullied cool. or, or anything. Um, and as lawyers, we always, you know, like I tell my clients all the time, go to counseling. It's covered by your insurance and it's way cheaper. I already know your, your spouse is an ex. Yeah. I think Jessica said that. When she was on. You know. But And what's interesting is I've been amazed at how many attorneys will say, Hey, if you want to litigate, you're going to pay me more. You know, either mm-hmm. way, if you're going to use me as an attorney, if you don't go one of these other ways, you're going to pay me more money. And well, another reality, option. Oh, sorry. sorry. The reality is people need to go where their specialties are, right? Like you don't go to a restaurant. And I've said this before. You don't go to a restaurant and expect the person who seats you to then go in back and get the menu, bring it to you, take your order, cook it, serve it, and then clean up after you. You have to let the machine work a bit. And lawyers are experts at the law. Financial neutrals are experts in financial. Angeline is an expert in you know, mental health and behavioral issues. And in a way that, you know, I know enough for myself to know in, but not what she does. So you've right. got to go. Yeah. And that's what collaborative does is put that team together you, for you. Exactly. Like and you look like, Laura, did you have, oh, it looked like you had wanted to say something. So, so and, and, and just in terms of throwing options out there, because people should have as many options as possible, 
one one option, it's not really a hybrid, but another option is attorney-assisted mediation. And I've seen that to be super effective. If somebody doesn't want to commit to the collaborative process or it's not really available because they're not living in a place where there's a lot of attorneys that can practice in it, um, attorney-assisted mediation can be really effective because when the attorneys are there, then you have a point of reference of what your likely, you know, best and worst outcome is. Um, you know, you having somebody help you generate options and brainstorm and process the the suggestions that are there, so that it can be more binding. If if you have mediation and then you go talk to your attorney and your attorney says you did that, why would you do that? Why would you agree to that? It can kind of undermine the effectiveness of that um, process and. You can be a lot, depending on who you have as your mediator, you can get really creative. Like, for example, I had a mediation and the mediator happened to also be a collaborative fellow, but they were mediating and they were in the role of financial mediator. And these parents were very high conflict and they could barely be in the room together. And it was just getting impossible for them to prioritize how to deal with their parenting schedule. And so the mediator just talked to the lawyers and said, what do you think if we tell these parents they need to talk to a mental health professional that, that can help them with parenting coordination and tell them they need to do that before they go to the next mediation session? And both of us thought that was a great idea. And so as part of the mediation, we had that discussion. So it wasn't a collaborative case where we had a child rep in the room, but all of a sudden we were engaging other professionals. And, and, awesome. and as part of mediation, we could say, you need to figure out what you do with your house. You need, you know, you need to talk to somebody who's expert in mortgage lending, or you need to figure out how to best structure, you know, these brokerage accounts. Let's bring in a tax expert. Right. So there's a lot you can do if you're outside of the court, whether you're in mediation or collaborative, it just gives you room to be a lot more creative like and that. productive. So if people have questions, because it sounds like there's no one answer, what would be a great way to get a hold of you if they have more questions about alternative dispute resolution? Give me a call. So you can reach me at 312-782-2400. That's 312-782-2400. Or send me an email at Olga Stambler, and that's O-L-G-A-S-T-A-M-B-L-E-R at hrkfamilylaw.com. Fantastic. You've been listening to Getting Split Ready. Thank you so much to our panel. All their information will be up on the website, on our podcast page, on Facebook. So if you have any questions for any one of our panelists, you can get them there. Want to do another shout out to our fantastic sponsor tonight, the Oasis Experience and Linda Lucatordo fantastic sponsor if you've got questions she runs some seminars that'll be up on our calendar uh, i think they're about once quarterly but they're great empowerment seminars and uh, thanks for listening and if you or someone that you know is considering or going through a divorce please go to splitready.com take our assessment find out if you are indeed split ready and remember that you can get through your divorce with your finances integrity and sanity hopefully intact and maybe even a sense of humor um, <laughs> if you want to sponsor our show Go to splitready.com. Absolutely. And take the assessment. It's a great way to find out how close to being split ready you are. And it gets you a access to some other great stuff on our site. So um, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next month. Bye.